Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to Club Deck Corner here at Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. We are recording on Monday the 5th of February, the uh, day before we play Aberdeen at home in the league at Ibrox. We're going to review, uh, we'll talk about the Aberdeen game later on, um, discuss the winning uh, Premier League game from Saturday against Livingston talk about a few team selections, individual performances, and we will speak about um, the award given to the manager of the month today. So without further ado, I will introduce you to my guest. It's a table for two this evening. Nick Irvin, how was your Monday and how are you? Very well, thank you, mate. Um, I've actually had quite a good weekend. I had uh, Friday, Monday off, so I had a, a long weekend. So my kids are at nursery all day Friday, all day Monday, so the wife and I managed to get out into Box Bar in the tune on Friday for a bit of lunch, which was great. Yesterday and today was was filled with a bit of DIY, getting the boys get the boys' room sorted in. I don't know if you've ever built IKEA furniture. IKEA furniture's bad enough at the best of times, but the true test of a man's character, right, will be taking apart an IKEA wardrobe. <laughs> And then trying to put it back together again without without instructions. So, I'm uh, I'm ready to go back to work for a break. Aye, I bet you're. Uh, sounds if like you've got a good balance there over the weekend. Um, aye, I've done a bit. Of, How about you, mate? How was your weekend? That was good. That was good. My weekend was really good, mate. I um, I obviously went to Ibrox on Saturday. Um, had the kids last night. Got a good balance, but um. I'll go at work again, thrown in at a deep end, but I'm quite, I'm all right with the day at work because, because we play tomorrow. I love when we've got a midweek game just to, it gets you through the first couple of days at work. So excited about tomorrow, but um, it's, um, I don't know, it's building up to be a massive one. I know we're going to come on to it, mate, but I, but I think I've been thinking about it all day, like what the, what we could, what we could do. Um, but we will come on to it. We will come on to it. Um, we'll firstly review the, Rangers Livingston game. Rangers got a, I, th- I think, an unexpected opportunity for, from everyone to take advantage of a slip up from that lot. So we win three 0 on Saturday. Um, goals from first goal from Fabio Silva, Rabi Matondo, and Todd Cantwell. Um, overall, for me, a, a really good solid performance from Rangers. Some great individual performances in there as well against a kind of. I don't want to say sturdy Livingston, but they played two banks of five, Nicky, um, for 80 minutes of that game, which was unbelievable. I've never seen that before in my life from a team who are fighting relegation and did did time waste as well for about 80 minutes as well. Um, we'll go on to individual performances, team selection, etc. But what was your overriding thoughts of the result? 
Yeah, fairly routine. Um, I think our quality came through in the end. I think it was uh, the opening 30 minutes, I think I recall, looking at stats at one point and we had 12 or 13 shots on goal and only one on target. And I thought, is, is this going to be one of these days where we're going to huff and puff a wee bit? But our quality came through in the end, similar to Hibs, two, two goals um, before half time, just, just put us in an easy street. Liver in trouble are in big trouble. I think. Um, I think if you look at the the bottom of the table, they they are finding themselves adrift, and so we we probably expected them to come here, didn't we? And try and frustrate us as much as possible. I don't think they had any any intention of of attacking. The only time I think they would have attacked is if it had been now now or or one now going in seventy eighty minutes. But thankfully, by that point, we we had kind of killed 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 the game. Um, I think selection was a wee bit strange. I think he made a lot of changes, didn't he? Um, I suspect he is probably just managing minutes for people like Ryan Jack, etc. Obviously, Balligan was was forced off, and Suter had to come in. But um, yeah, I, I think I think moving moving forward, I think with the boys that we've brought in. What I would quite like to see from Clermont in these games, and, and no disrespect to teams like Levy, etc., but when teams like Levy come to Ibrox, we've spoke a lot, haven't we, about centre mids, and I think Ali and Jamie done a great segment the other night there on, on what their kind of combination three would be. Seeing games like this, I'd be inclined to be playing no sixes. I, I would be playing two eights. My, my attitude in these games, and I think Clermont is doing this a wee bit, is, is very much a don't show these teams any respect, right? We are going to put eight bodies on that park whose sole intention is to attack Goldson, the other centre-back, and Butland are the ones who are on there to defend because, like I say, Livy had no no intention of attacking whatsoever. But again, we've spoke a lot about trust, haven't we? Can we trust this squad? We spoke a bit about how are they going to react after the, the winter break and, and, and they've ticked that box. How, how are they going to react in games where we're only 1-0, we're only 2-1, and it goes into that 80th minute like we've seen at St Martin. They've ticked that box. I think the other big factor that this squad has let us down in in the past is when Celtic leave the, the door ajar a wee bit, we, we make an arse of it. Historically, we make an arse of it. But I think since Clement's come in, four or five times now, Celtic have dropped points and I think with the exception of us going up to Pataudry on the Sunday, the 1-1 game, we've taken advantage of every single one of them. So again, it's about building that trust and I think the squad and Clermont are, are starting to do that. So no, routine victory, really comfortable and, and as you say, we move on to the big one with uh, with Aberdeen. What uh, what was your post-mortem, mate? I was just saying, well, firstly, when we're going to game, me and my dad were going to game, I said, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident Livingston won't get a shot on target today. That's what I said. I know how Martindale sets up. I think they can be quite physical at times. Livingston, they sat in as expected with the two the two banks um, at the edge of the box, and they made it difficult for us at times. Stuffy, but what we didn't get sucked into was panicking with the ball, being desperate. We didn't just constantly play early crosses into the box, which is a pet peeve of mine. Everyone listening. Oh no, I bang the drum about that. I'm I'm fed up seeing we don't see it anymore, thankfully, but the constant early crosses um from maybe 10, 15 yards in our own half, deep crosses to absolutely nobody. We mixed it up. We were patient, we eventually got our goal. Um and I just thought it was a, a professional performance and a kind of token Philippe Clement performance because the mentality's changed. It has changed you touching you make a lot of great points there in terms of when they when they do let us in that lot, I think there's pressure on the team to show that they're not slipping into their old ways, and they can put teams to bed, take advantage of them slipping up, and they've done it several times now. That's why the gap's gone. But I did see a bit of criticism in social media, as you always do. That that for, I, don't, I don't know if the guy was joking, but he said, "Oh, the football under Clement's rotten." I, don't, I genuinely don't care if anybody thinks that. I genuinely don't because I hope there's more rotten football to come, Nicky, because if we are rotten just now, we'll get a trophy at the end of the season. We'll get the trophy we want because we are playing well just now as an identity to our team. And um, 
I'm enjoying going to Ibrox, as I've said in the group chat. I think I texted the group chat a few glasses of wine on Saturday, and uh, they were all on Philip Clement, who we will come to later. Um, in terms of individual performances, we, you touched touched on the, the line-up there, um, Nicky. For me, I totally agree with this two sixes thing. This is another thing that I bang on about. It's good that um, Ali and Carney aren't here because they're fed up listening to me. So I'll just bend you here about it now. Uh, I think this has been a big... A big problem are Rangers showing too much respect. And I'm going back to Stephen Gerrard with us. We had Klein Kamara, or Jack Kamara, if you want to call it. Ryan Jack, Klein Kamara, Lundstrom. When we play too many sitting midfielders against teams in Scotland, and I think when I saw the lineup on Saturday and I saw it was Ryan Jack and John Lundstrom, I thought, no, nah, that, that, I, I don't want to see that midfield against a bottom team. Like Livingston, I want to see an attacking team. How how did you feel about Ryan Jacket? I know listen, they're both good players for Rangers, but I think you know what I'm getting at. Was it too a bit maybe too defensive as Phil Clement Phil Clement still trying to find his way with with the midfield? I think Clement is shifting. I, I, I completely agree. Gerard used to build up these games like they were a cup final when you're realistically at home to Dundee or Livingston or whoever it was. He used to put I think far too much emphasis, and it, it's a bit, of a, it's a bit of a, a bad attitude, right? But we shouldn't be showing these teams the respect that Ibrooks. As I say, the, the six for me, I do suspect that the Ryan Jack scenario was, was simply about managing minutes. I know we'll come on to the team. I don't think Ryan Jack will play tomorrow. I think it was solely about an opportunity to get him in the team. We've got a lot of fixtures coming up. How is it? How does he just keep everybody ticking over? Because I think we've spoke a lot about Clement and the unity and, and how he gets everybody to play a part. I do think it was an element of that. I think maybe if there was a a wee bit more pressure on the game, potentially, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the same boat as you. Um, I, I think we, we move away from... Two, certainly, we move away from two sixes. I, I'm, I'm stating that in some of these games, I would move away from playing any sixes, right? I would probably play... Raskin as the six, I think in an ideal scenario you have Raskin as the six because, as I say, they're they are going to do very little in our own half. Raskin, although he's had his criticism, I think he's, his first thought is always how can I progress forward? How can I how can I break lines? How can I put forward? Whereas I think Ryan Jack and Lundstrom, maybe not as, as much recently, have I've been critical of them being too safe constantly playing in the left-back, the right-back, the centre-back, keeping possession, which works in some games, but when when a team are banked, as you say, two, two, two lots of five, we need to move the ball fast. We need to move them around in order to create space and, and, and break them down. And I think Diomonde is, is one of the players who would maybe come in in an ideal world. I'd be playing Raskin and him as, 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 as the two centre-mids with a number 10, whoever that might be in these games. So you're constantly putting the ball forward. And like I say, you're putting out eight bodies there whose sole intention is to attack and to break down. You've got Goldson, you've got the other centre-back, you've got Butland, which in these games, I, I think is enough, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I agree. I think I just probably a wee bit of scar tissue when I saw two sitting midfielders against against Livingston, who I knew they would come and play like that. Um they did well. They did well. I don't, I don't think there's any criticism to, towards Ryan Jack. It was just a wee bit of concern over the, the lineup. But you're totally right that you touch on he's rotating the team. He's rotating the team. He's looking at the fixtures ahead. He's probably looking at, without disrespect, he's probably looking at Livingston and thinking, this should be the easiest one out of the next four fixtures we've got. And um, yeah, I think he's rotated. The, the, and it, when we got the result anyway, so it's, that's the main thing. Another one that he rotated was the left back. Now, we could do a full show. We could talk about Red Van Yilmaz to the end of this pod, but um, I won't do that to anyone. Uh, he brought Borna Barisic in. I'm going to be first off straight away and just say I thought Borna played well. I thought he'd done fine on Saturday. It wasn't anything too magnificent, but he didn't do, do too much wrong either. What is evident for me is what Red Van Yilmaz gives you in the attack. When you see Borna Barisic, they're completely different left-backs. I'm not criticising Borna Barisic. I'm just kind of highlighting that when you see Borna playing on Saturday and you, his delivery is magnificent at times. But you see what Red Van does when he comes on, what he gives you in an attacking sense. 
for me, is quicker than Borna Barris, which is just the future left back for me, as far as I can see, till the next transfer window that is. But I believe that he'll be playing tomorrow night. I think that's our first choice left back. Yeah, completely agree. And I think um, the first thing I'd say is I was delighted that he didn't go out the door on, on transfer uh, deadline day. Because um, I know there was a lot of noise about him potentially going back to Turkey. There was a few other suitors in Italy, etc. So, no, I was delighted. I think um, we'll, we've said this a few times now, haven't we? That it's no coincidence that his his performances come when he's had his, his best run in the team. And you're right, he offers a completely different dynamic to Borna Barisic. Borna Barisic does confuse me at times because he's always wanting to go on the outside and, and yet he, he doesn't have any pace or... He's he's on a, he's not he's not great in one v one scenarios. So you're you're very limited to try and pick Borna Barisic in space, and, and he's just going to fire it in the box. As I say, Yilmaz gives a completely different dynamic, and I think that's one of the things that Clement's changed. If you look at the other side, Tavernier provided our width the vast majority of the games, and under Bio and, and and probably Gio as well to a degree. What, what you tend to see with Clement is is that getting mixed up because when McCausland, who tends to be the right wing, comes inside, Taverne will provide the width. But likewise, it's it's almost that kind of inverted, isn't it, where he's coming inside? And, and I think that's where Yilmaz is, is, is really, really strong as well in terms of coming in field. It, it creates panic, right? It, it, it creates panic when he comes in field and runs at a centre mid or a, a, a right back, centre back kind of pairing. Um, and, and he's intricate kind of one-twos, etc. So, yeah, I completely agree. I, again, we'll come on to the teams. I, I fully expect that Ridvan will, will be in the team as well. And to be honest, I, I think the thing that's that's really um, surprised me with Ridvan is how, how secure he is defensively. Yeah. We, we spoke about a few weeks ago, didn't we, about his height and, and, and would the profile of Scottish teams target that? But... With the exception of that Shankland header, I can't really remember a scenario where teams have really took advantage of him. He's, he's really aggressive defending. He's, he's decent in the air for somebody of his size. So, um, yeah, I think in terms of a fullback that gives you the, the dynamic going forward as well as being really secure at the back as well, I think it's Red Van all day long moving forward. Yeah, and I, and I think it's good. I, I guess you make good points here. In terms of when we're recovering, if we're attacking a lot against a team like Livingston or, or whoever, when we lose possession and the team break away, I find Ridvan is quite similar to Tav that he gets back quickly. Maybe not Tav as much nowadays, but he, he has got the pace. But Ridvan definitely gets back quickly and um, it suits our style of play. And I think he's a lot more comfortable dribbling than Bonabaz. As Bonabaz has got his strengths that, that Ridvan, Ridvan maybe doesn't. But Red Van's definitely a far better dribbler eh, on the ball, and as you say, when he's when he's direct like that, he opens play up, and that's what you need against teams like that. I want to go and um, if that was maybe a a slight negative on Borna Barisic, I, I do apologise, but I want to go into some positives. And one positive for me is someone who we've speaking about a lot in this pod, myself included. Um, he's received a bit of criticism ever since then. He seems to up to gear, so let's keep criticising him. Um, no, I'm only joking, it's Todd Cantwell. Um, he is starting to chip in. We spoke about him in the live pod. Ah, Stevie, um, at the live show at the London Tavern, I said, what has Todd Cantwell got to do for the second half of the season? And Stevie said, score goals and get assists. And literally since then, he has been doing that, Nicky. Um, I thought Todd Cantwell was great on Saturday. Yeah, completely agree. Again, we um, we spoke about Steve Davis, didn't we? Obviously, last week, and I think you think about his contributions and his his first term at Rangers, where he probably played a, a similar position and, and role as Cantwell in terms of that aggressive eight kind of number ten role. And and you look at the numbers, right? He was pulling between five and ten goals every single season. He, he was he was right up the top of the charts in terms of assists as well. Number 10s, in the formation that we play, number 10 is one of your most important roles because they are there to create and score goals. And and Cantwell has received a lot of criticism. I think he came in the kind of January under Beal, hit the ground running, right? Everybody, I think, was like, this boy's going to be fantastic. I think you get a pre-season under him. Um, perfect, but 
Christ Beal was playing Tig and Two Man Hunt during pre-season. I don't know what he was up to, right? So Cantwell's come in. I think he was sluggish at the start of the season. To give him a bit of benefit of the doubt, he, he, he was he was wearing bandages in a lot of the games. So you do wonder what was there an underlying issue that Cantwell was playing through, and and maybe the winter break has helped him in, in terms of just having two weeks to kind of go a bit of hot weather training, relax, recover. And yeah, I completely agree. I think since he's come back, I think obviously the, the Hibs game, we, we were kind of questioning what's he done? Pulls a goal at nothing, brilliant. Um, and, and, and then, yeah, again on Saturday, I, I thought he was great. Another goal, I, I seen the stats on Twitter, I think today, I can't remember who put it up, but his numbers are, are improving. I think you look at the last sort of six, seven, eight games that he's played, He's maybe got three or four goals and similar assists as well. And, and that's exactly what we need. The fact that we haven't signed the number nine, the Shankland or, or whoever that might be, who, who will guarantee you the goals, we need to have contributions across that front three, front four. So Todd Cantwell, whoever's left wing, whoever's right wing, as well as Dessers or Fabio Silva, who's up top, we need to see them contributing. I, I made a, a point in, in, in the... Um, the WhatsApp didn't I, that I think I, I wouldn't I, it wouldn't have massively surprised me if, if if Todd Cantwell went in summer. To be perfectly honest, I wasn't sure that he, he, he's a Todd is a Philip Clement player. Um, but hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. One way that Cantwell will secure his future at Rangers, if that is what he wants, and and he seems to love it here, like many of the other players, like Butland, etc., that we spoke to, the one way he will manage to secure his position in next season is to continue doing what I think he's been doing over the last month or so. Yeah, I, I think he, I think it's obvious he does enjoy it here. He's clearly got an ego, and I think that gets up people's noses a lot. He's off the field stuff. Someone told me it doesn't matter. I don't. I don't really have a TikTok. I'll be honest with you, Nick. It's not something I engage in. But apparently, he's only done two TikToks since he signed with Rangers. And I'm like, right. You know why he gets the attention with the clothes, with the hair, but he's outspoken. He interacts on social media, which does not go down well in, in the west coast of Scotland. And he plays. He plays the one half. So you're always going to get um, negative attention, shall we say, if he's not backing up backing up his reputation on the pitch, he's going to get it tenfold. He's going to get it for his own fans. And I'm one who certainly gave him it in the, in the WhatsApp chat anyway after the old firm game. I wasn't pleased with him. A couple of people said I was overcritical. I might have been at the time. But then there's a human element. You, you, as you get more mature, you'll be the same as myself. You understand that players have got off-the-field things. It can be anything between family, settling in, anything in... One that I kind of remember was earlier on in the season. I think it was, yeah, Clement was the manager. And uh, if you remember correctly, I wish I could remember the game. Cantwell wasn't in the squad at all. And he got he got, um, he got special leave. And as far as I know, I don't remember anything coming out about that. 
you, no one knows what that was. Is he still thinking about that? Is he still struggling about that? Is there something out with 90 minutes of a game of football that's a bit more serious than, than football that Todd, Todd Cantwell's had to deal with? But whatever it is, he seems to be answering each critics just now and long may it continue for me. Um, just to stay on him a wee bit, see the run into the box that he gets for that goal. Nicky, I think that's something he needs to pick up a lot more. It is very Scott Arfield-esque, if that makes sense. It was a brilliant goal. It was a really, really good goal. Um, I mean, you could argue, should the keeper do better? It comes at him that quickly, right? Cantwell is, is behind him before he's even reacted. It's an absolutely brilliant goal. But yeah, I completely agree. Um, we don't know what the underlying issues are. To, to your point, there could be anything ongoing mentally or physically for Cantwell. I, I really like Cantwell. I hope he does well. I, I would love for him to go on and, and have a really successful season. And, and to be honest, jam Chris Sutton's words back down his throat because there's been a bit of to and back and forth between those two. And I think, obviously, Chris Sutton, I think, doesn't really like that whole TikTok ego that, that you mentioned there. But similarly, I've seen, I seen the stat. I think you're right. Since he came to Rangers, he has only done those, those, those kind of two videos. But... People just pick up on this, right? And they'll, they'll look for any excuse to kind of to kind of kick him with. But yeah, moving forward, let, let's hope he continues. Um, massive game tomorrow night. We talk about big players delivering big moments, big games. These are the games that that will turn anybody who's on the fence about Todd Cantwell longer term. A big performance, a goal, an assist um, tomorrow night is, 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 is how we will go about winning over the portion of the Rangers fan base that, that maybe aren't fully sold on them yet. Yeah, and this celebration he's doing with the hands over the years, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. And even players that, that I criticise, Tavon here 100% knows my voice because I've kind of lost the plot with him a few times at Ibrox and I love when he shoves it, shoves it up me and, and just sticks the ball in the back and it gets a good performance and I'm all for players just giving a bit back to the crowd because they take a lot. So, yeah, I'm hoping to see that Todd Cantrell celebration tomorrow night, Nicky. That is for sure. Uh, another player I want to touch on is the man of match for me personally. Um, I think it split the support a bit on Saturday. But I thought Ross McCausland was relentless at times. I thought he was opening the play up, always shown for the ball. I just thought he did an all-round great display. And I keep banging the drum about how Clermont is nurturing this boy. He's letting him making mistakes. He's letting him have his bad games. He's letting him float in and out a game. And then he comes back and has a man in match. And he'll come back and get a goal. I think Ross McCausland has got... This is a big shout here, 5th of February, if you want to timestamp this. I think Ross McCausland has got it to be a successful Rangers player going forward. I do think he's got it. I'm not saying that he's going to be the finished act going the next season or two. Maybe a squad player for a couple of seasons, I don't know. But I think what Philip Clement is doing is taking the reins off this boy and just saying, you know what, you play in my team and relax and enjoy your football. Yeah, agreed. I think um, the, there's, there's two ways to look at this. I think firstly, you go... It's a lot of pressure on a boy to come in and nail down. Again, we talk about important positions in this team. We've not signed the number nine. You're then expectant of numbers across that position. So there is serious pressure on a young lad to come in and, 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 and deliver in that position. But on the flip, I think to echo your point, Ryan, he's, he's, he's almost somewhat fortunate as well that we don't have that that right wing nailed down. We've, we've not had it for a number of years now. It's one of the positions that we constantly pull our hair out about at every transfer window, don't we? Um, why are we not signing natural right wings? And, and that's and I think whilst he's fortunate, that's massively benefiting him because to your point, he can come in, he he, he can he can make the mistakes. Um, as, as long as he's working his arse off, I think Clement has almost says to him, the position's kind of yours. So you can come in. I, I want you going at your fullback, either inside, outside. If you lose the ball, it, it's not the end of the world. I want you to make those mistakes. And, and, and this is how you create players. This is how 
we have had so little success stories out of our youth academy over the last 10 or 20 years is because we have these young boys come in. If they're not delivering breathtaking numbers four or five games in, we, we lose the rag with them. They, they maybe get a wee bit more time than, than what a new signing would get when you're paying three and four million, a la Dessers, Sam Lammers, etc. But we do we do lose patience with them um, if, if they're not delivering. And, and similarly, there, there was a few stats firing around today on McCausland. I think he's now played, I think that was 25 games he's now played for Rangers. He's somewhere in the region of four or five goals and four or five assists. And people go, it's not, it's not great. You maybe need more from a right wing. But if you remember correctly, probably the first eight or nine games that he played, he, he didn't really contribute much. So I would love to see what his contributions are over the last 10 or 15 games. He's probably got three or four goals, three or four assists, which which is far more impressive. So um, I think Cortez will, will hopefully take a bit of that pressure off because he can play across both sides. You still have Scott Wright there. I don't think Scott Wright's great, to be honest. I would rather we persevered with McCausland and, and gave him the exposure and, and gave him the experience. Again, I, I, I think he will play tomorrow night. But likewise, I thought he was brilliant against Livingston. Um, he's he's very, very quick over short distances, which I think is a massive benefit when you are playing these teams that, that play the low block been able to get by a man in, in five or ten yards and, and not need the 20, 30 yards in behind to kind of get away from him is brilliant. Um, he'd, he'd an unbelievable attempt with his left foot, didn't he? He tucked inside yeah. and bent one inches away, which would have been almost goal of the season. So, it, again, he offers you that dynamic of a fullback doesn't know where he's going. He can go, go outside on his right foot. He can come inside on his left foot, play one-twos. So, no, I think he's, he's improving every single week. And um, if, if we want to have success stories out of our youth academy, like I say, we, we need to give these boys game time. We need to we need to stick by them. And I think, to your point, we are starting to see the benefit of McCausland because that's the last few games now. I think he's been he's been one of the standouts, certainly the top three or four uh, performances across the team. Yeah, I, I just enjoy watching him. Uh, Nicky, I think that you're starting to see him, his confidence getting... His confidence is growing every time he plays for Rangers. I think James Tavernier has struck up credit to him, has struck up a good um, rapport with him on the field. You can see he's looking after him. It's a big change for Tavernier because he's had to play a bit deeper at times. That's usually his 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 manner, if you want to call it that. There is a reason why we haven't signed a right winger, and I think it's because Tavernier wants that right wing to himself. I do believe that, and then... Um, you see him playing a lot deeper, but they, they complement each other at times. It's not a perfect um, relationship on the pitch yet, but you can see it forming. And it's it's it just gives it just gives another dimension for me. And yeah, I just I'm really you just always want to see young players coming through, but it's credit to Clement. I know I keep I'm a Clement fanboy the way we all are, but I just love what he's doing with this boy, letting him make his mistakes because I'm like you. I mean, even we, we speak about the great Walter Smith who wasn't kind to young boys, um, they would get a small chance if that. And if it didn't perform to a level, they were kind of bombed out. Uh, he didn't get a lot of young boys coming through. So I am all for Clement giving this boy his chance. And he's, yeah, he's been great because we could have went and spent money on a right winger and they wouldn't have given us what McCausland has so far. Um, so, yes, very much enjoying watching him at the moment. Don't think there's any more performance I want to touch on. Obviously, it was great to see Fabio Silva get his first goal, acrobatic, and he had another acrobatic effort as well, which he was quite unlucky with. He's settling into the... the is it is it a false nine position, Nicky? Would you say it's a false nine position? He likes to come deep, doesn't he? But uh-huh. it, is, it is difficult. See, as you say, when, when, when you're looking at Livingston and the way they set up, he'd be bored shitless, wouldn't he, playing as a, a oh. natural number nine? Because you would, would hardly touch the ball. So you can understand him coming in, wanting to get involved. I, I quite like that. I think if we've got other players that are contributing, I quite like that. Because again, you talk about creating chaos amongst defenders and, and, and teams that are set up. Um, it, it, creates a bit of, it creates a bit of chaos when he comes deep because it, it has centre-backs thinking, Who's going with him? How far did I drop in? Is he going to play a neat one-two and spin off in behind? It, it, it makes them make decisions. So I think um, 
he, he is a nine, I think, at the minute. But yeah, it's it's probably veering slightly towards a nine. But I think it's working. I thought he was really good um, at the weekend. Some of his touches and stuff are brilliant. You can see his yeah. intelligence, the, the movements he makes, the spaces he takes up. Um, you, you can see he's an, he's an intelligent footballer and it, it'll, it'll just take a bit of time. He's, he's come in, kind of, he's, he's, he's been part of the winter break, obviously, which I think will benefit him. He's kind of been in and out of the team with Essers um, since the return after the winter break. It is going to take him just a bit of time to get up to speed with what, what does Cantwell do? Where, where does Cantwell go to? What am I getting from the right? What am I getting from the left? Where should I be? Um, but likewise, it was it was brilliant to see him get off the mark. Um, and yeah, hopefully, as I say, no, nobody's necessarily expecting him to score 25 goals between now and the end of the no. season. But if he can contribute 8, 9, 10 goals, Dessers, as Jamie says, deliver 10 as well. And then we're getting similar numbers off um, a handful of, of, of players across the kind of that attacking three behind the the striker, then I, I think we'll be fine and we'll be we'll be we'll be comfortable with with Fabio Silva's contribution. Yeah, I think it. I mean, we know I don't like to kind of reflect on the past too much. But Morelos liked coming deep. If he was in the mood, he would come deep and he would pull defenders left, right, and centre, and it would create openings for like Ryan Kent, etc. So, I, I think you can tell the the role that Clement wants him to play. He's starting to understand it. I did see on Saturday him and Cantwell have a few spells together where they were trying to one-touch pass and forming that relationship. And we saw it against Hibs away as well. You could see them trying to do that, which excites me. I've seen an up, uh, kind of up-front partnership. So I'm excited to see him going forward. I would stick with him up front. Um, I totally appreciate people want to keep playing Dessers because he's hit this patch at the moment. Um, whether that continues or not, I don't know. But I just see more of a footballer in Fabio Silver uh, than I do in, in Dessers, but it's all about goals and Rangers getting the win, so that's that's the main thing. Moving on to, and I don't think we can avoid it, mate, if we win tomorrow, and we will come on to the Aberdeen game itself, if we win tomorrow, the gap has gone. The, the mountain has been climbed, if you want to say. There's a point in this season, and I said it on, on the pod, after the, the first old firm game in the season. No, I didn't say it after the first old firm game. That was uh, Buell. But I did. I have said at some point this season, I think the league's gone. I did. I said, I think the league's gone. I just don't see it. I don't see these players doing it now. I'm not sitting here saying Rangers have won the league or we shall not be moved. I'm not saying anything like that. But Philip Clement is 90 minutes away from that gap going. Um, I think it was eight at the peak. You might be correct me if I'm wrong. It might have been seven or eight. Seven if he eight, wins tomorrow night. Yeah. The gap is gone, uh, despite them having a get oh, they'll have their game on the Wednesday night. But the gap is gone if we win tomorrow night. If this stays like this, what do we need to do to keep going? Do we, in my opinion, we need to just stop looking what they're doing? We all know what's happening over there. We all know they're imploding. We all know what they do in these circumstances. I think we need to focus on ourselves and ourselves alone. Yeah. Massive and what what an incentive tomorrow night, right? To to finally close the gap in terms of we've we played the same amount of games with you and, and one level, considering where we were. I think you probably said that after Aberdeen, the three one game, probably, yeah. I would imagine. Because I think by that point we'd lost what three of our first six or seven games, which was the final nail in the coffin for Beal. So I think you you were probably saying what every fan was was feeling where we were um because Celtic had got off their flyer and um, yeah. I think in those equivalent six or seven games they, they'd only dropped two points I think they'd drawn and, and won every one right they'd beaten us at Ibrooks. um so yes I think massive incentive it's a different type 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 of pressure for Rangers tomorrow but what a what an opportunity to fire more pressure onto them going to Easter Road I, I wouldn't like it if, it, if, it, if the rules were reversed and, and we did that gap and they'd closed it and we had to go Easter Road, I wouldn't like it, right? My anxiety would be through the roof, thinking, here we go. Um, and, and they've not got a good record there. I think I was reading, I don't think Rogers has won at Easter Road. Um, so they've not got a great track record there. So, yeah, massive incentive for us to really put the pressure on and, and, and go 
and go top. To be honest, I would have liked us to to maybe put a bit more pressure on Livingston. Could we have got a fourth or a fifth and, and taken a wee bit off? There's still a big ask. Three three clear goals. Excuse me, I think we need tomorrow to, to go technically top on goal difference. Because um, I think Celtic have a, a better goals for um, record than us. But yeah, 55 season, Gerard a lot spoke about the mentality. It's the next game. We're not asked about what's happening there. Celtic were three and four games behind us at points, and we were all coming up with these scenarios of Celtic beat X, Y, and Z. They'll, they'll claw it back. Gerard was very tunnel-visioned. We are not asked about what they are doing and what is happening over the other side of the city. It's all about the next game. And, and I think that's what this squad needs, because if you start building up to say, here's the next five and six games, we need 15 points, we need 18 points, that's maybe when that additional pressure will start to form cracks in the squad. I think Clement has been very good at talking about the marathon, making the squad aware that there will be hurdles here, there will be speed bumps where we might drop points. We've seen it at Pataudry, we've seen it at Celtic Park, but Clement had a brilliant quote at the weekend again when when somebody asked him about, about Celtic and, and kind of closing the gap and I think his response was something along the lines of, we're, we're not really asked about where we are right now. We, we will check the table in May. When there's two or three fixtures to go, that's when we'll check the table and we'll see where we're at. And I love that, right? Yeah. Take all the pressure off. Focus on the next game. Aberdeen, again, you kind of go, we've not had a great record against them. Cup final aside, we get beat at Ibrooks off them. Albeit, I thought we were good at Pataudry. I thought we should have won that game, but we dropped points up there. Again, they're, they're coming in. They've got a new manager, Warnock, for their, what's this, their fourth cup final of the season against I, Rangers. Yep. Um, what kind of effect will, will, will he have? But um, let's face it, if, if you look at Aberdeen in isolation, they're shit, right? You look at that first half of Celtic, they are shit. They were a lot better, second half, agreed, but they aren't a great team, and that's reflected in where they are in the table. We should go out and beat them, and and, and that's what I hope Clement goes out to do. Show them no respect, go out, take the game to them, get the three points, go top of the league if we can, and then we move on to the next one. So I, I love the way that, that he's doing this, and and all the players, I think, are bought into it, and that unity that we, spoke, that we speak about, sorry. Um, I, I love all that, but it's just another game. We focus on the next games that we've got, and uh, we, we we see where we go, where we where we get to. Yeah, I think it's evident that he's got that mentality into them. I know it's one thing saying it in these press conferences when he's asked about it, and what is the players thinking, and, and it's the old, it's the PR, uh, sorry, media trained party line of we take it one game at a time. It's one thing saying that and one thing doing it, and I think we are doing it just now. I think it's so evident. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 
and he has for me. I can't believe it. We've not won anything yet. Yeah, we won the League Cup, but in terms of the, the, the big trophy we all want, we've not won it yet. But you can see a change in the mentality at Ibrox, especially because the players scored one goal, they scored two goals, they want to keep going. They attack, they just want to keep going and get as much as they can. And not getting too carried away, but that style reminds me of that season when we won the league a couple of years ago and long may it continue. And it is all down to the man we're going to speak about just now is Glenn's Vodka manager, Ramond Philippe Clement. These are trophies, are awards, sorry, Rossi awards that you need to rack up if you're going to be serious and win trophies this season. He's got it, deservedly. And I bang one about all the time. Everybody will be fed up hearing it, but it's nice to have something positive to say about Rangers because ever since I've been on this podcast, I feel as if all days criticise the manager, but I have literally zero to criticise him about. He deserves this manager in one award and he has completely turned us around since he came in. Okay. It's unbelievable. In fact, it's staggering the difference. And and you've got to laugh. The um, Michael Beale's assistant, whose whose name escapes me. Banfield. Banfield, that's the one. His interview, right? You couldn't mark his neck with a blowtorch. Honestly, the the stuff he's coming out with about Michael Beale laying the foundations that Clement has has ran on his momentum essentially is 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 even more staggering than the turnaround that Clement has given us. But you're right. I think um, you you can almost see he's flawless. He, he's been pretty flawless um, since he came in. Um, I think again, if, if if you're given the scenario, ignoring the results, ignore the pathology, ignore the result at Celtic Park, um, because everybody was disappointed with that. But I've seen better managers and I've seen better teams go to Celtic Park and, and get beat far more convincingly. It's one of these things. Unfortunately, sometimes you, you lose games at, at, at these places. But if, if you if you take those results out and, and you just say Philip Clement will come in, he will close the gap to, to zero. Um, he will qualify top of the group. He will get through a semi and a final to deliver the League Cup. As I say, you you would have bit you would have bitten end his hand off to get that, and I think he's um, his manager of the month award is is just recognition of of what he's done over the last five or six weeks. Obviously, we've had the winter break, but again, if you look at the results, really strong performance and victory against Kilmarnock, Easter Road, not an easy place to go. Won it convincingly. Went to St Martin. We talk about the games that win you titles and get you over the line. Are these games where it's early kickoff, weather's horrendous, parks horrendous? You go over the line, and then another routine win against against Livingston um, and three clean sheets across those four fixtures as well. Um, it, it, it's it's been almost flawless. Um, and, and I have very little argument. I, I love him at the minute. I'm fully on board with everything he says. As soon as he's interviewed, he just he just captures me. I almost get into this wee ball of air or something, right? And um, but no, he's 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 outstanding. Um, he is he has more than enough credit in the bank now. I think for Rangers fans and the board to to put their trust in them. Um, if, if if we don't get what we want this season then I think this is the man that will hopefully deliver it next season. I believe that. I, I completely believe that. I've said that a few times over the last few weeks, and I think I text one of my friends um, probably the week before the loading, I think it was, and I said, I reckon this is the man. I was like, if it's not this season, it's next. And I genuinely believe that. I do. I, I think he's... he's He's just given his direction and an identity as well, Nicky. It was horrible to begin the season. I think we spoke about on the pod the atmosphere after that Aberdeen game is something I, I hope I never experience again inside Ibrox because it was toxic. People were turning against everyone. They were just the, the atmosphere was horrible and but that's football, it's an emotional game, but it was just horrific and he's he's given us an identity and as I said, you're starting to see me smiling in this pod and that is all down to him. Um, I don't smile a lot in this pod, I'm told, so uh, he definitely makes me smile a lot and I'm all about this synergy that he keeps going on about because I believe in that. I think when your team's got momentum, you're winning games, players are reacting to the crowd when they score, 
builds a rapport with, with the fans. The fans love to see that, and it is. I believe in this synergy, and um, yeah, long may it continue under Mister Clement, and that leads us nicely on to the Aberdeen game tomorrow. As you said, it is Neil Warnock. Yes, Neil Warnock has been appointed Aberdeen manager. I'm a massive fan of Neil Warnock. I've always liked him. I've called for him to take the Rangers job before, believe it or not. Um, I thought he was retired. I am disappointed he's went to that lot, but I think he just fancies a wee holiday up here. He loves it up in Scotland. I have bumped into him a couple of times at games. He used to follow Rangers under-14s. I don't know if he had a family member or something. He was he was big on Rangers under-14s a couple of years ago and he was balls banging on about him at talks on talks about how good the Rangers youth were. Um, but he is taking Aberdeen to iBooks tomorrow and the somehow managed to get a result against that lot, which is was unexpected. But what are you expecting tomorrow, Nicky? Um, Aberdeen, for me, I always compliment them on their signings. I think they've got a great signing policy. When you look at Miofsky, I think he's good enough to play. I think he's good enough to play for us, all that lot. I think he's a really good striker, far too good for them. I like the boy Leighton Clarkson as well. I think Shinny always puts himself about, but bit of kind of wasp, but maybe not the most technically gifted, but he always puts himself about. That, to me, says we need to take this series tomorrow night. We need to be, we need to be on our game because we know what they'll do when they come to Ibrox tomorrow and especially under a new management. Yeah, agreed. I think, I mean, on, on Warnock, um, he's, he's a Rangers man, isn't he? There's that infamous interview where he, he claims to be a Rangers man. So the Aberdeen fans will be, will be loving seeing that being retweeted over Twitter. <laughs> Warnock, today, no. They said um, they asked him about what do you mean, and he said, "I'm a green, I'm a green up Morton fan." <laughs> Sorry, so yes, <laughs> I did. I, I didn't see it, but obviously being from Greenock, um, a, a few of my pals, I think, have mentioned it <clears throat> in the WhatsApp that it says that. So uh, he's, um, he's he's maybe twisting his words a wee bit to try and get them on board early doors. But this is his job. If you think about the blueprint of of Warnock and and, and his job. These are the kind of roles that, that really suit him, where it's a a team with a, let's face it, a, a decent sizable reputation that are maybe punching below their weight at the minute. And he comes in and, and tries to steady the ship. And normally it's relegation battles. Normally special is how, how to keep them up. I don't think Aberdeen are, are quite um, in, in that disarray yet. There's still a very good chance. I think if you look at how close the table is, there's, there's a right good chance of them getting in top six. But... Yeah, Warnock, I, I think, is a, is, is a good manager, comes with a lot of pedigree. I think the one thing I am quite happy about is that he's probably not had a huge amount of time to work with the squad because I think the one thing is he will organise them. He will organise yeah. them and he will have them working their socks off. Um, so I, I'm hoping he's not had too much of an influence. But same as you, I think tomorrow night will be... A tough game. I didn't see the the full game at the weekend. I caught parts of it just when I was kind of nipping about the house. But Miofsky gave almost a, the complete number nine performance. I think the first half he had very little to deal with. Second half he was brilliant, wonderfully taking goal. And 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 yes, I would be wary of him tomorrow night. Um, of course, does problems in the one-one game at Pitodri. He scored a brilliant goal up there. I would be wary of him. I think we need to be we need to be on it. Goldson and whoever partners him um, needs to be on it and on him. And, and likewise, I think Clarkson as as well over the weekend was was very good from what I seen on sports scene. Kind of second half, Shinny, he's just a pest, isn't he? Right, he, he just yeah. goes about rolling motor a wee bit. So I would quite like Rangers. I think we've got better centre mids than Graham Shinny to stamp their authority and, and take the game away from them. Um, but yeah, listen, it's a it's a massive game, um, massive incentive to, to go top of the table. Um, I, I would like us to go out and, and get a bit of revenge, for, for lack of a better word. They, they, they easily defeated us at Ibrooks. They took points off us up at Pataudry. They made the cup final very, very stuffy. As well, um, I, I would like us to go out for a bit of revenge, go for the throat, and um, hopefully put in another really strong performance and get a good result in three points. Yeah, I think um, I think Rangers need to be a bit more aggressive than they usually are. I don't mean putting the boot in and 
are doing dirty ones down the back of calves or anything. I just think we need to be a bit more aggressive. I saw a lot of, I know it was under Bion, it was a while ago, I just saw a lot of players maybe pulling out of tackles that they should be going into. Not the dark arts, but just being a bit more streetwise, a bit more clever, because Shinny looked a top player against us, unfortunately, that day, and he's, he is not. And um, as you say, Clarkson's a tidy wee player. I've always, I've always admired him. So I think I think it'll be in the midfield. I think John Lundstrom's more than get, get that covered. Um, I'll give my team just now, give you a wee moment to think of your team if you've not already got it, because I'm going to make a couple of changes to mine, Nicky. So I'm going to go Butland, Tav, Goldson, Suter, Yilmaz, I think that Balogun is out, I believe, anyway. But I think he struggled against Miofsky, so I don't think that. I think that might be a blessing in disguise. I think we also gave him a bit of a torrid time. Um, Petodri, so I'll go with that. I'll go with my midfield as Tom Lawrence, John Lundstrom. I'll go McCausland, Cantwell, Cortez, and Fabio Silva. And I'm gonna go I'm gonna go three 0 Rangers, top of the league. And I'll go James Tavernier penalty. He loves a goal against Aberdeen. Um so I that's just the incentive as you say is there for us to go top of the league, which is unbelievable on the fifth of February. If I'd heard myself saying that in a podcast just a few months ago, I would have said you were off your head. Um so I I'm literally get Here's the back of my next standing up thinking about that. But yes, long may the synergy continue. So what's your thoughts on the team and score tomorrow? Um probably probably quite similar. Um maybe a, a couple of a tweaks, I think. Back five, I I have the same as you. I think Butland Tav, Goldson, Suter, Redvan. I think there's um talk of Balligan breaking a bone in his face. I think he's talking about wanting to play with a mask. He can maybe borrow Danilo's from earlier in the season, but <laughs> Um, yeah, likewise, I think Suter. Suter's, Suter's probably better physically, I think, than but I think Balligan's got that recovery pace. I think once it opens up over 20, 30 yards, Balligan is very, very quick when he gets going. But I think Suter physically is quite dominating as a centre-half. And I think we might need that against Miofsky. So to have him in Goldson, I think hopefully that will be the pairing that, that deals with him. Uh, I think in t- terms of the two, I think Lundstrom will play. I've I went Raskin. I think Raskin will come back in. I think if we were at Petodre, Raskin maybe wouldn't have played. But again, I, I think Aberdeen will come in. They'll be organised. It's about us breaking them down to a degree. And I think Raskin offers that from the sort of deeper centre-mid position. I think McCausland will be right wing. I think Cantwell will be the ten. Left wing number nine. I was kind of torn between two scenarios. Do you play Silva potentially, Fabio Silva on the left, and, and maybe bring Dessers back in, or do you stick with, for example, maybe Rabi Matondo and keep Fabio Silva up top? I think I'll go with the latter. I I think Matondo will probably play on the left, and I think Fabio Silva will will go up top and um. I think it'll be 2-0. I think it'll be a, a fairly difficult game. I'd love it to be 3-0 or, or 4-1 or, or, and get those three clear goals. I think it'll be 2-0. And, and likewise, I think Tavernier penalty will be the, the first goal. I'll take it, Nicky. I'll take the win um, because we all know what's we all know what's happening. The train is running and uh, we've obviously got our official game in hand the following week against Ross County. So I'll take 2-0 all day. Uh, I'm just dreaming of that that lovely song being sung at iBooks once again. Um, that's all I'm yes. dreaming about and the synergy continuing. So um, that's why I'm thinking hopefully we can do 3-0, but 2-0 will go down well. Uh, it'll go down well anyone against that lot because we owe them one. We definitely owe them one. Listen, mate, I think we have done a stellar job here uh, getting to 50-odd minutes. Just the two of us. Um, they have a few injuries. Our injury list is building at the moment. And the gaffer is very unwell, so we send our, our wishes to him to get better. Um, she's a bit under, under the weather at the moment. How is it? He is working in the background for us, as always. Um, this has been a delight, mate. Um, thank you very much for your time this evening. Pleasure. It's always good to come on and, and talk about Rangers, particularly in, in, in recent weeks as well, where we've had very strong performances, very good results. And let's hope the the post match um, with with the guys tomorrow will be talking about Rangers top of the table again. 
Oh, stop it. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I'm absolutely buzzing. Trying to need to calm myself down. Bit kind of Christmas Eve vibes about it. But yeah, huge opportunity for Glasgow Rangers tomorrow night to go top of the league. Um, that is the incentive for them. The gap could be closed. Um, I hope everybody enjoys it. Please like, share and subscribe to the podcast as always. Um, your support is very much appreciated. Um, someone will be back with a reaction tomorrow night. I believe it might be Mr. Pearson. Um, so tune into that or tune into the real deal on the Friday night or both if you want. Uh, we have been Club at 22 Rangers Podcast. Thank you. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.